Uh, this will have to be a quick one because uh, I've got to pick up someone in five minutes. Uh, it's pouring down, by the way. We've had all these bushfires, and now it's it's bucketing down. This is great. It feels good. Uh, all right, and we had a smoky day today uh, because um, it was the smokiest day ever, I think, because when I walked out this, outside this morning, it smelled like a campfire. But anyway, all that aside, um, and, and, you know, thinking about um, the bushfires, uh, it, it came into my head that um, we should limit who we expose ourselves to, you know, um, in terms of, you know, people's opinions and all that sort of thing, because um, I was just remembering that um, at the height of the bushfire crisis, uh, you know, I'm sure there were a whole lot of people on social media, for example, who I couldn't hear, you know, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make any sound? Well, I can attest that it does not, you know, in terms of social, when it comes to social media, because, you know, I just wasn't aware of it, but, you know, I had a goddaughter who told me that a lot of people are firing opinions backwards and forwards, you know, ad nauseum if you like, you know, but a rapid machine gun fire uh, pace, you know, and, um, and I think she was sort of saying to me that she couldn't help, couldn't help, but react, you know, to everything she was reading. But it was pretty clear from what she was telling me that um, very few of those people who were putting their opinions up on, you know, what should be done, you know, whether it's climate change or arsonists or dry lightning strikes or, you know, all of the above, or people, you know, not enough back-burning, you know, oh, is the, um, you know, is the window of opportunity for back-burning getting smaller and smaller and all this sort of stuff? Is it climate change? Is it, you know, is it normal Australia? You know, I love a sunburned country, you know, droughts and flooding rains. Oh, we've got the the flooding rains right now. But anyway, you know what I'm saying. And, um, and I think it rather made her anxious, all the, um, opinions that she felt that she had to react to. And, and I don't deny that she had to react to them because she saw them. You know, it's impossible to read something or hear something without reacting to it. You have to have some sort of reaction to it. You know, even if you don't like it, um, if you have exposed yourself to it, there's no way to not react to it. You know, whether it's an intelligent thing that is said or a stupid thing that is said. And you know, I think it's fair to say that 80% of stuff that you might read, you know, opinions put forward with great passion on, say, um, social media or in the 50-50 column of, you know, the Herald Sun, if you read that, which I don't, you know, um, or, you know, Talkback Radio, if you listen to that, which I don't, you know, um, and I don't listen to social media. Look, trees are falling in the forest, as I understand it, and I can't hear them, so I'm quite relaxed, you know, I actually feel relaxed because there's nothing to react to. And uh, what I actually did, and this might be an alternative strategy, is I just listened listened to the BBC in England because I figured any news from the Australian bushfires that made made it all the way to England and then got vetted by, you know, the BBC World Service's um, vetting processes, which after half a lifetime of listening to the BBC World Service, I'm confident are very stringent you know you don't really get idiots getting all the way through to the BBC World Service I don't know about the BBC proper you know because that might be a bit like our ABC proper but I know the BBC World Service 
you you get quality. You get only quality. You know, as far as I've ever heard over the last you know 20, 30 years. Um, so you know, if I want to learn about the Australian bushfires, uh, yeah, I'm inclined. Oh, and a and a fire engine rushes past in the pouring rain. Very strange. You know. Um. Anyway. Um. Oh, there's thunder too. Thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening. Anyway, it's all happening here. Um, it's very exciting, actually, all this thunder and lightning and rain. I love it, you know. Um, but anyway, um, in the end, and I'm about to pick up my person or persons. Um, uh, what happened? Oh, yeah. What was I talking about? <laughs> oh, uh, 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 someone trying to turn left from the right lane. Oh, terrible. Um, anyway, you shouldn't eat yeah. Tooting horns never really had the desired effect, you know, unless it's to stop an accident, but that person was just sending a message, but that doesn't work, you know, people never respond properly to that, so it's hardly worth tooting them. Um, okay, now, I'd better finish up because, uh, yeah, the time has come, I have to pick up my person. Um, yeah, I ended up um, only listening to, you know, I wanted to hear about Australia, but I went across to England and then heard what they were saying about Australia because I felt that it would be the information would be really well filtered by then and I think I was right you know and I heard a scientist from Australia for example who made it onto the BBC World Service who um, was explaining how um, how firestorms oh that was fascinating how firestorms um, uh, happen above a bushfire now that was fascinating you know uh, because, you know, let's just say it rains. Well, the thing is, you know, it, the rain evaporates before it even hits the top of the fires and then goes back up into the clouds and it goes in a cycle. And then you've got storms above the fire, you know, which sound like a good idea. You know, maybe there's rain up there and all that sort of stuff, but no, it's evaporating. In fact, it creates wind, you know, cyclonic kind of winds, which pick up the embers from the fire below and throw them 20 kilometres and start fires themselves new fires you know so you know um uh the storms above the fires become arsonists there's your arsonists you know apparently arsonists were responsible i I heard on the abc for about one percent of all uh bushfire um activity this year okay now uh this is human arsonists now um yeah so i I went to the bbc and only got my information from there and uh, i also texted you know the person i thought knew the most about this stuff if i had a question you only had about two or three questions that were stumping me and i went to my sister-in-law sally who's a bushy yeah she really is good she totally understands me like i reckon she's nigh on a scientist i think she is actually i think she's qualified anyway so that's who i they're the only really uh, the only two information sources i got during the bushfire crisis and as a result i got quality information back into my head um and i felt relaxed during the whole process whereas my goddaughter reported that she felt quite stressed you know fielding or reacting to all the information that had come into her head during the bushfire crisis and my thought coming out of all of that is that it's a good idea and, and notwithstanding that i may be one of those idiots you know that has terrible opinions so you shouldn't listen to this podcast get off you know but i'm not talking about me i'm talking about 
intelligent people I listened to, not the person who is speaking here, me, you know, making no comment about myself. I may well be an idiot. Get off this podcast. Do you know what I mean? I'm not talking about me, but as far as I'm, I'm at least smart. I got cut off there by uh, the person I'm picking up who said, are you there yet? Yes, is the answer. You know, and here she comes. Now, um, okay, so what I'm saying is, yes, ah, it's a good idea to limit your access to idiots like me. It's later at night now, and I've just listened back to that, and I can see I got chopped off in the first segment, in the middle of a word, you know, let alone a, the middle of a sentence, you know. And that sentence was meant to be, at least I'm smart enough. Um, what? Oh, probably to, you know, to... Uh, listen only to people who seem to know what they're talking about, you know. And that can alter your perception too, you know. Uh, yeah, this is all Captain Obvious stuff, but I don't mind speaking about Captain Obvious stuff uh, because it makes the most sense, I think. And, and uh, you know, you can alter your own perception, about whether the world is full of idiots or uh, the world is basically switched on, you know. Um, and uh, in, in, you know, look, I know that most of us are probably idiots and only, you know, the few really know what's going on. Um, yeah, but because I only l- listen... I listen only to the ones who know what's going on. Uh, you know, my wife, for example, um, and others. You know, um, you know, if if you talk to me a lot, you know that I think a lot of you. I can say that much. You know, I don't think a lot of myself, but I think a lot of you. If you have a lot of conversations with me, you know, my goddaughter, for example, you know, I have a lot of conversations with her. Um, and there are plenty of other people, uh, too. Look, my goddaughter, because she's chatty in the same way I'm chatty, you know, I like that. Um, anyway, um, yes, you could affect your own perception about uh, whether the world is full of idi- idiots or not uh, by simply not listening to the idiots. You know, and that's all Captain Obvious, you know. But, um... Yeah, we we tend to think, we 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 tend to think we're bulletproof. I think, you know, psychologically, um, and that uh, we can handle uh, exposing ourselves to as much dross as we like, and that it won't affect us. But I think it does. You know, I think just the sheer volume of dross that you might. Expose yourself to on, for example, social media or talkback radio, um, you know, which is vetted a little bit better than social media, by the way. So that might not be so bad. Um, you know, oh, do you know what? Fifty-fifty in the Herald Sun, I think, is okay. 
I don't read it, but I know it's okay because uh, we kind of know that they're um, trying to publish the idiots half the time, you know, like it's a bit of fun. It operates on two levels, actually, 50-50 in the Herald Sutton. Um, uh, they put a few good comments in there, but the, they always pepper it with a few that are plain stupid. Um, and uh, those stupid ones operate on two levels. Uh, they give smart people a giggle, you know, in-joke style, you know. <laughs> Look, Herald, I know what the Herald Sun. I know why the Herald Sun put that one in there. They want they want me to have a laugh, you know. But then uh, the person who actually got published you know, is reading it, you know, excitedly. Rings all his friends and says, "By the Herald Sun, I got published," you know. And he takes it very seriously, or she, you know. So those ones operate on two levels. I don't mind the Herald Sun fifty fifty. Um, but look, social media mainly, you know, and, um, I think you can get yourself down if you expose yourself, you're not bulletproof, well, that's what I think anyway, um, and this sort of dovetails to my, uh, you know, I've spoken about this next one before, but, you know, I don't watch violent movies or anything violent you know, even on YouTube or anything like that, you know, if if I see something like warning distressing scenes, you know, if it's a news thing, um, the following video may uh, be distressing to some viewers and, you know, and you know that it's, you know, someone's just been chopped in half by a big crocodile, um, you know, and if the headline is, you know, man gets chopped um, in half by a crocodile, um, and there's a video clip on it, you know, what, why would you need to watch it? You know what happened, you know, and you think you're bulletproof, you know, and, and, you know, you might click on it and watch it, you know, but I don't think that's, well, it depends what you want to put in your head, you know, I don't think we are bulletproof, you know, and it's a good, good to, maybe it's good to limit how much of that stuff you see so on and so forth, you know what I'm getting at. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, something that's crept into uh, mainstream media, not into the BBC World Service so far, luckily, um, is a slight change in grammar. Whereas uh, in the past, in mainstream media, uh, and, and social media has prompted this change in grammar, I think, um, whereas in mainstream media in the past, you might get something like, you know, man chopped in half by crocodile, you know. Um, not the BBC World Service, but, you know, even the ABC, you might get a headline that reads like this. This man just got chopped in half by a crocodile. Now, I know that seems to be very similar, but there's something going on there. You know, it's it's it sounds social media-ish, you know, clickbait-ish. Uh, anyway, you know what I was getting at, basically, with this um, short little episode, you know. And what I was getting at, basically, was, um, well, it's the Captain Obvious thing, isn't it? If social media is making you feel anxious, get off it. 
<laughs> ah, dear, I think I wasted my time with that episode. It's so obvious. Thank you.